welcome to The Parent Pod, a happy place to find out all about pregnancy and the start of parenthood from the information-packed babycentre.co.uk. Hello, I'm Lucy. And I'm Claire. And we're here with a podcast for every week of your pregnancy, full of really useful takeaway information, candid admissions from our own experiences, having both had two children, and top advice from experts. We won't leave you holding the baby either. This podcast series takes you right up to when your new baby is 12 weeks old. I feel compelled to break into song. Something like, it's the final countdown. You're already feeling this home straight now, aren't you? I am. So let's crack on with a closer look at 34 weeks of your pregnancy. Let's. What's happening for baby? Okay, that baby's getting pretty big in there. What's our fruit of the week, Lucy? This week, your baby is the size of a cantaloupe melon. Ah, we've finally reached melon week. Yeah. After all, people have been saying for years that giving birth is like pushing out a melon, haven't they? (laughs) Is that what you've been waiting for, Claire? You've secretly been holding out for the melon. Yeah, I have. (laughs) Your baby also weighs more than 2.1 kilograms. It is about 45 centimetres from head to heel. It's good to know that babies born at 34 weeks of pregnancy who have no other health problems are able to survive and thrive outside the womb. Yeah, although hopefully she's going to stay tucked up inside for a few more weeks. You won't be surprised to hear that your baby is continuing to fill out. This stage really is all about growth. Her layers of fat will help her regulate her body temperature once she's born, although she'll still need you to make sure she doesn't get too hot or cold. And what I love about this stage is that your baby already knows your voice. Oh, yeah. I remember talking to mine quite a lot. And I didn't really care who was listening. Well, not only does she know your voice, but it may now be possible for her to recognise lullabies and songs too. This is because the part of her ear that sends messages to her brain is becoming more mature. Yes, and research shows if you sing to your baby before she's born, she's more likely to be soothed by the same song after. I know someone who as a baby could always be soothed by a certain Elton John song that her mum must have been singing along to when she was pregnant. (laughs) At least it wasn't Crazy Frog. Well, that's true. (laughs) I know one study found that babies were calmed by the theme song to a TV show their parents watched a lot during pregnancy. It really does work, doesn't it? Yeah. And of course, it's a great way to bond with your baby too. Yeah. And from the moment she's born, your baby will love listening to you talk and read to her. What's happening for you? Right, we're on the home straight here. What's going on for mums this week? You'll be delighted to hear that heartburn and indigestion may be making a comeback now your baby's pushing up against your tummy. Oh, great. It may help to eat small meals throughout the day instead of three big meals. Try not to lie down straight after eating either. Yeah, a nice nap after dinner may sound like a good idea, but lying down too soon can leave you feeling bloated and uncomfortable. I found that my prescribed mega bottle heartburn soother was always with me and sat by the side of my bed so I could gulp it down at night. Ah, the memories. You could also try avoiding foods likely to make the problems worse. So the main culprits include rich, high-fat or spicy foods, as well as chocolate, unfortunately, citrus, alcohol and coffee. If the problem's worse at night, try raising the head of your mattress or bed a little with the help of your partner. Yep, I went for a curry when I was overdue, as I was following every old wife's tale to try and shift this baby. And that is about the worst meal for a heavily pregnant woman suffering from heartburn. Oh, crumbs. All it did was make me feel bloated and ill and still the baby didn't move. (laughs) It is astonishing to think that the big day could be only a month away. Lucy, where did you have your babies? Both in hospital and I was induced both times. Ah, so if you're having a baby in hospital or a birthing unit, you can try contacting the maternity unit to see if you're allowed to have a visit beforehand. 
If it's not possible, find out if there's an online tour you can view. That's a good idea. Yeah, you should have an appointment with your midwife this week. So it's worth making a list of questions you may have about your birth choices. I'm all about a list. In the meantime, it can really help to do your homework and read up on admission procedures in early labour so you know what to expect when you arrive at the hospital or the birthing unit, if that's where you've chosen. Ask your midwife if you want to know how your baby will be monitored in labour too. Also, hospital policies about eating and drinking during labour can vary. So that's another one to check with your midwife so you know what to expect in advance. Yeah, definitely. I took in a lot of snacks with me and really pleased I did. Lucy, I have a few friends with twins. Is anything different for them? Yeah, I know we've talked about this before. If you're having twins, then we've got a special labour and birth guide just for you. Plus, you can pick up some tips on caring for twins once they're born and find out if it's safe for twins to sleep in the same cot. Just head over to Baby Centre to find out all you need to know. Too much to ask. Okay, it's that time again where we ask those questions we never thought we'd ask, so you don't have to. Lucy, what are we too embarrassed to ask this week? This week we're asking, what is perineal massage and should I be doing it? I know, I'm going to regret asking, but just remind me exactly what that is. Claire, if you didn't know, the perineum is the area between a woman's vagina and the bottom. Okay, yeah, and it has its own name. Well, exactly. Massaging this area before birth may help loosen those muscles and prevent tearing or the need for a cut and episiotomy during labour. Overshare alert, when I was pregnant, I did try it once before admitting defeat at 34 weeks because I was just basically too big to reach there effectively, to be honest. I did think about getting my partner to do it, but I just thought, no, in the end. (laughs) (laughs) To tell us more about this and all the other ways you can help in the run-up to labour, Here's Chess, our antenatal teacher. A perineal massage is a, is a technique to help you prepare for the second stage of labour. So that's the pushing stage and it's for when your baby is just about to come out. So your baby's head or bottom is crowning and it helps you prepare for that stage where the tissues around the exit from your vagina are stretching and also the skin and muscles between your vagina and your anus are stretching. So it's a way of not only preparing those tissues for that stage but also preparing you for the sensation of how that's going to feel. So the advantages of practicing perineal massage in the last weeks of pregnancy are that it can reduce your chance of having an episiotomy or needing an episiotomy which is the cut that a midwife or doctor might make just to give your baby a bit more room to be born and possibly reduce your chance of of having a This is particularly the case for first time mums. So if you're having a baby vaginally for the first time, if you've had a baby vaginally before, you can still practice perineal massage. To get started with perineal massage, you'll need to have an oil or a vaginal lubricant. So simple oils that you can use are things like coconut oil, grapeseed oil, and vitamin E oil, sunflower oil. You need to have clean hands. You might prefer to have short nails, might be more comfortable for you. If you're doing it for yourself, you use your thumbs. So you insert both your thumbs into your vagina and you're really working the tissues in and around the inside of the vagina, although you will be stretching the tissues, the skin on the outside as well. So you use your thumbs in a sort of U-shaped motion. So you're sort of working weight down from the sides and stretching. You might only do it for a minute at first and then build up to about five minutes and then those tissues will feel a bit stretched. It shouldn't feel painful when you do it. It might feel a little bit uncomfortable, that's that's okay you know you're expecting to feel something you can do it once or twice a week at least from about 34 weeks so for most women it's absolutely fine to do perineal massage just be careful that if you think you've got thrush or vaginal discharge you're not happy about then get that checked out with your doctor first okay that's actually really helpful i found it useful to think of this stage as my training stage 
where I really concentrated on getting ready for labour. Kind of with the Rocky theme tune playing inside your head. Yeah, something like that. What do you expect this week? So on to our regular section where we think about what we should be doing this week, Lucy. This week, it's good to think about your birth plan. Claire, did you have one? I did write a vague one, which involved whale music, believe (laughs) it or not. I'll tell you more about that in the birth stages podcast. But suffice to say, the birth plan was essentially ripped up. But it was reassuring to write one and have one and think about an ideal world. Yeah, definitely. I did antenatal yoga and I even did a couple session. So I made my husband go along because he wanted to be fully on board with the birth process. Yeah. We did have a birth plan and he helped think about some of the things to include. I quite, I just quite liked it in having his input. We included that he'd cut the cord, not a midwife. And also I added in that I wanted to have relaxing music played in the birth room throughout the whole thing. Perhaps a good question to ask yourself is whether you would feel more empowered knowing you have one. Yes, if you do make a birth plan, then make sure you tell your midwife, especially if there are set things in there. And it's good to print out copies and add them to your notes. Yeah, this can be a good moment for dads or whoever's supporting the women in labour to make sure everyone knows about the birth plan and that hospital staff are reminded of it when labour starts. If you've spoken about it beforehand, then hopefully your partner will really understand what's important to you and help to convey that to your midwife and other medical staff. Okay, that rounds things up for another week. Not long to go now. As always, please remember the podcast don't replace medical advice and you should always speak to your own doctor or midwife if you have any concerns. We hope you stay well, stay healthy and we'll see you next time for 35 weeks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to The Parent Pod. If you'd like more expert advice and information, chat to others at your stage of pregnancy or get emails tailored to you and your baby. Download the Baby Centre app now or visit babycentre.co.uk. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Baby Centre UK. All the info we cover in each episode is linked in our show notes. If you loved our podcast and found it useful, please rate and review The Parent Pod wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to share it with your partner and friends.